0: Would you call the yes. um, happy Alderty? Here. DeMarge? Here. Eskridge? Here. McKinney? Here. Rummel? Present. Revere? Froble. Thank you. I don't have the um, editor. You, uh, um, it looks like traffic engineering is up first. So, any early public comment? Saying none. Disclosures or recusals? none. That brings us to item number one, which is the capital budget agency presentations for engineering and traffic engineering. And it looks like traffic engineering is going first, or is it engineering?
1: Traffic engineering. Traffic
0: engineering. We'll no. just
1: go through the presentations quickly and then turn to questions. So, can
2: everybody speak up? We're in the sound deadening room, <laughs> And we can close the door. It's more than just the door. It's your voices.
3: I'll try to speak loud. Uh, we have three uh, larger projects that are part of your packet today uh, totaling uh, 6.3 million in the 16 budget uh, we are primarily a maintenance agency and so our projects generally are maintaining infrastructure that we have and replacing uh, infrastructure that we're maintaining today. The first one is streetlight infrastructure, $756,000. It's pretty straightforward. It's just maintaining and replacing uh, the city's streetlights. I'll save public safety radios for last. Uh, traffic signal infrastructure, uh, similar to the streetlights, is just maintaining and replacing equipment that uh, reaches the end of its useful life uh, and keeping our traffic signals up to snuff and operating. Our largest single item is the public safety radios, a $12.4 million project overall with $11 million yet to spend in the future out years. Uh, In the early 2000s, I started in 1996, about that time we replaced the uh, Larkin Tower, and then in the early 2000s, we did our first major upgrade and replacement of the public safety radio system and it's been operating for 15 years since then. uh, It's reached the end of its useful life and time to be replaced. Also allows us to meet some new federal requirements about neurobanding our signal so that there's more bandwidth available for other users. Uh, So where is my notes here? Uh, We estimate that in in 2016 we'll have how much is it, Keith? Six million dollars, which is one million dollars more than we anticipated initially. uh, Largely because we have more detailed engineering numbers from Motorola. Also have a new tower to uh, to replace on the far east side to get off the Holiday Heights water tank. uh, Provide new generator on. Tower site or a radio site on the southeast side, a new transmission site for fire administration, etc. So uh, we need to proceed with these projects because we've kind of pushed them out as far as we can. We're reaching the end of Motorola's maintenance. Uh, Last year we had a lightning strike on Larkin Tower. Uh, The system uh, started to have problems and, and not provide the service needed. Motorola had to provide us a piece of used equipment from another city that had replaced or already upgraded its communication system, so we were lucky to be able to get that that equipment, which we're uh, not going to be able to in the future. Uh, we also had, as the equipment gets older, it becomes less reliable. Uh, just this weekend we had a problem with the, the radio system where it was uh, rebooted itself basically and caused problems for uh, the police department. So you might have heard some comments to that regard from the police over this weekend. So uh, I'm available to answer any questions you may have, Keith and I. I don't know if you want to see any pictures. This is just kind of what the inside of some of our radio shacks look like with the equipment and things and some of the traffic signal type work that we do.
0: Any questions for Mr. Drone?
4: Alder Cheeks. David, hey, you mentioned that the uh, radios are 15 years old. Um, is that right? 15? Yeah, about that. Um, how, how long, when you originally purchased them, how long did you anticipate and plan for them to be? In a- right about,
3: we we wanted to, s- we started doing it, what, about 2011? We were always thinking about these need to be replaced. There are new uh, requirements coming down from the feds and interoperability and uh, so we were starting to look at that about 2011, 2012. So it's got it's we've got the life out of the equipment that we planned.
4: Oh, I'm I'm confident you got the life out of it. I was just curious how many I was curious how many extra years of life that you got.
3: That's all. I would say we've gotten about two or three. Thank you,
5: sir. Can we just check Yeah, can we expect about the same out of a replacement system, or Uh, do you know at this point?
3: I think so, Mm -hmm. though we are finding that more of the newer electronics don't last as long as some of the older. I don't know if it's because of capacitor issues from foreign countries or what.
2: Okay. So I'm sure a lot of this, what I'm thinking of is probably in the operations budget. But, okay. you know, people are always asking me and then I ask you to do stuff. Is that mostly in operations? Like, look at this intersection, add crossings, add paint, add public pedestrian safety?
3: It's, it's a mix. If it, if. oh, boy. So we look at an intersection. The cost for that will be covered within our operating. If it's something simple like painting a crosswalk, that would come out of, Operating, though we do kind of have some higher-level pavement markings that that come out of that come out of operating too. Uh, if there are larger needs like flashers or signal modifications, then those would come out of the capital budget. And that's why it's so difficult for us to to kind of program and plan projects ahead of time because what, so much of what we do is just responding to neighborhoods and alters over over the years. So. <laughs>
0: Amen. Other questions for Mr. Dreyer? I have a question, Dave. Okay. Um, Looking at last year's capital improvement program um, (coughs) for the one, two, three, six years, and looking specifically at the public radio, in 2015 there's $450,000 budgeted. Will you be using that, or will it be carried over into next year?
6: Go ahead. No, I think that's, that's we're going with the plan we have right now, and I'm, we are going to use all that $450,000 this year.
0: You will. And and what's that used for?
3: Oh, well, there are pieces of equipment that I, I wish my communications to always here, but he's on vacation. It's replacing pieces of equipment. We've kind of staged this project across uh, several years and phases, and then replaced pieces, microwave, communications, and things. It, from the towers to downtown and things.
0: So. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's actually good. <laughs> um, so in 2016, there's 5 million, and then 450 in 17, and then 4550 in 18. Could you explain to me those different trenches?
7: Mm-hmm.
3: It's just part and parcel of replacing the the controllers and the the, uh, radio system so that we have a system that's sitting side by side so that as we transition police and fire to it, we're able to do it in stages. So we've just spread it across multiple years. It's basically replacing the electronics. I couldn't begin to try to explain it myself. Uh, I just depend upon the communications section and Motorola to identify that so I don't have the details specifically. Uh
0: I guess my question, trying to get more specifically, okay. if you don't have it today, if you could get back to us. Sure. Um, like the $5 million in 2016 and then the almost $5 million in 2018.
3: I'm, so you're looking for like specifically what that will do? Well, I'm just wondering if, if
0: police is one and fire is one or if they're all coming up at the same time. I mean, why the big and then a year in between with another 450, dollars okay. or 150000
3: I'll get some of the more details of that from our communications supervisor.
0: Okay, that would be great because,
3: okay,
0: you know, what we are doing is, you know, trying to understand the different years because we know that we have years in our capital budget that are inflated and that we'll need, we're going to need to move some things. And sure, so sure. It's really important to us that we understand what these larger numbers are in particular, and if there's any mobility. So, that's where my question's going
3: well the mobility is tough because we're we're pretty much at the end of the of the progression with motorola i I'm not sure if we were to sustain another lightning strike if we'd be able to find the equipment and with this latest incident this weekend, the equipment's getting a little persnickety, so we need we need to to replace it. I wish we could kick it out again, but we've done that in the last Couple of years has moved things further and further out.
0: Right. So, or what I've into, heard yeah. is that the equipment is wearing out and replacement parts are, are not being manufactured to.
3: and supported.
0: And supported.
3: Right. Okay. I don't like to buy comms equipment on eBay or anything. <laughs>
1: Okay. I think some of this too is to respond to the federal requirements in terms the, of you know, using yeah, bandwidth. P twenty
3: five, exactly. Right, so we kind of
1: have to have that equipment in place to respond to those federal mandates. Right.
0: And could you tell us about the federal mandates and when they go it's, into? It's just
3: going going to a digital system so that they can narrow your frequencies, so that they can use it for other uses.
0: And is there a requirement to come online with that at a certain time?
3: I don't know exactly what the timing is for that.
0: Okay. If if you could get, get back that to too. if you could just email all of us, that's would okay. be great. That way, we're all getting the same information, and that can go to all alders. It doesn't need to go just to
3: us. Okay. It's
0: easier that way for you. Any other questions for Mr. Dreyer?
3: Alder Cheeks hand. Ah. "I'm good." No,
0: you're good. Okay. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you. Appreciate Sorry, it. I didn't have more technical info for
0: you. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> How do you know the questions we're going to ask? But if you could just get us, that would be that would be great. Thank you.
8: Thank
4: you, um,
0: Alder Zellers. You're welcome to come to the table. Um, that's
5: okay. I can't
0: <clears throat> okay. All right. You're welcome.
3: For any of the bikes.
0: Okay. Next up is City Engineering.
6: Okay. um, So, primarily, I guess we're going to be talking about uh, the major streets and ped bike budget, which is, we have a few other pieces as well with the sewers, but uh, I guess we're talking about those two items today. So, (coughs) excuse me, our goal is to then to... uh, uh, you know, plan, design, construct, high-quality uh, transportation infrastructure, we got to also maintain that. We have goals that we set uh, with our streets to um, keep them above a certain level, um, different, different goals for different, different categories of streets. Um, and we also are looking to you know, p- position Madison as a leader uh, as far as pedestrian and bike uh, facilities go. Um, as, and as far as the, uh, the, the planning process, um, we, uh, we rate our streets every two years um, to get a, to get a, uh, a, an updated status on the condition of them. We rate them from 0, zero to 10 on a scale. Um,
0: and it is that? Sir. Is that surface rating? I mean, what are they rated on?
6: That is the surface pavement. Yeah. So, so a, a brand new street would be a ten. Uh, you know, one that's probably in need of a resurface would be more like a, a seven. Uh, one that needs a reconstruct maybe more like a five or six. Um, and then, uh, as we as we put the, put our our SIP together, we meet with our partners in traffic engineering and planning, and um, then uh, I go out to the Long Range Transportation Planning Commission, Ped Bike Motor Vehicles, Board, Public Works, and Common Council to kind of uh, present a draft CIP and um, get comments in that in that regard. So that's kind of our process. Um, Christy's going to talk real quick about some of the overview of ped-bike projects.
7: So uh, within the capital budget, we have a whole section just on uh, pedestrian and bicycle facilities. Um, So once again, these are just uh, numbers from what was approved last year, and of course we're working uh, on uh, a budget for um, 2016 but uh, our major, what you're looking at here, this sheet, does include our, our major categories. So the very first would be our sidewalk program. Um, for those of you that are new uh, um, to that idea, essentially what we try to do is make a lap all the way around the city once every 10 years so that every piece of sidewalk in the whole city is reviewed at least once every 10 years, and the um, focus of that is uh, trip hazards. So uh, um, what we do, that and also accessibility, uh, we look at the, the ramps and uh, try to correct issues there. Um, so the idea is to uh, have a maintenance program in place to uh, correct those types of uh, defects, um, you know, prior to having um, uh, issues with uh um, from the general public uh, making complaints about that. But that also is one way we uh, correct defects, too, is when we do get complaints. For 2016, the two districts that we are in are uh, uh, 2nd District and 6th. That's Alder Rommel and Alder uh, Zellers. Um, So we'll be in their districts next year. taking a look at the sidewalk. And also included in that program, we have new pieces of sidewalk that we uh, would install, which most of the time that sidewalk is accessible. Um, and just for example, next year we've got some uh, sidewalk on Wheeler Road that we want to install up on the north side. Um, we've been working on a design um, uh, sidewalk in Older Cheeks's district on uh, Nakoma Road. So that would be included. Um, we're also working with... Uh, parks with Drake Street. Uh, There's been some complaints down there. There's some missing sidewalk. So uh, that's uh, pretty much what our sidewalk program involves. Um, Looking at the next four items here, these are uh, actually the four major corridors of bike paths um, that we are also working uh, on. Um, Capital City Trail, that uh, is a trail that Uh, pretty much is in place. It runs through most of the city. It uh, kind of dies out near Buckeye Road. Um, And over the last couple, three years, we've been putting together a budget and plans to get that path um, built from the Buckeye Road area um, along the rail corridor through there to Interstate... uh, uh, Interstate, I think it's 90 there? I-39. I-39. So anyhow, this link... Uh, is actually a a small part of a bigger picture. Um, The the county is working on getting this trail uh, paralleling the um, railroad corridor all the way out to Cottage Grove, so it's really a a smaller piece of a a huge bike path that actually connects the east side of the state with the west side um, when it's completed. The uh, Goodman Path is a path we've been working on that generally... uh, also runs from the Capital City path near the Goodman Center that's over there on Wobisa, heads north and uh, it's divided in a couple pieces and uh, will link to the Marsh View uh, bike path that's up near Woodman's on the east side, um, following also a rail corridor and and parts of uh, Starkweather Creek. The Ice Age Junction path is over on the west side. Roughly running parallel to the County Highway M corridor. Um, Another, uh, again, regional path um, connected also with the Ice Age Trail that the county has also been working um, on through that area. Uh, Once again, it will provide off-road facilities for for pets and and bicyclists in that uh, area of the County Highway M. Uh, Last one listed here is the Westtown Bike Path. And this actually is a connection, um, you know, now that we're working in that County, M High, County Highway M corridor, we have this great path that's, you know, connecting all the way down to Verona, and the Westtown path will make the connection between uh, that path and to the existing path that is on the north side of the Beltline over near Westtown. So, so we do have an existing path north of the Beltline that stops at approximately Struck Street. Um, This will uh, be built um, with the cooperation in conjunction with some DOT projects because we'll be in and out of that DOT corridor, and essentially it will involve um, uh, building a path uh, roughly from Gammon Road heading west. It's broken into different phases. It will get us to uh, South High Point Road where we come. DOT will be building a ramp for the uh, Peds and bicyclists to get up to South uh, High Point Road, and then uh, head further to the west through different easements and, and pieces of land that we're purchasing. Um, the one thing that is left off of the sheet, uh, we do also have. Um, it's just called a bikeways program, and uh, that generally funds the maintenance, um, you know, of all of the miles of existing bike paths that we have today. Uh, uh, which includes resurfacing, reconstructing, uh, widening as needed, and just taking care of those.
0: So Would it be okay if, if we ask questions as we go through this uh, since there's so many sections uh-huh. to engineering? Sure, that's fine with me. Does anyone have any questions for Christy or Chris Alderamo?
2: Well, I know a lot of different agencies are working on the Platinum Bike Program, and I know there's more than just putting in the infrastructure,
7: but how do you s- see this as part of that goal of, Becoming a platinum bike city. Um, traffic engineering uh, helps us the most on coming up with innovative ideas because I think that's part of uh, the goal of the platinum is not you know just the same old same old normal that you see. It's trying to be innovative and um, really fund some uh, uh, good opportunities for adding bicycle uh, infrastructure so actually when we do work with our traffic engineering group on there a huge part of this uh, budget and we meet with them uh, uh, monthly actually to go through all the projects and it it, uh, is very important to be able to have funding in order to continue the the good work that we've been doing with the bikes thank
8: you very much Um, I've gotten several calls in my district about the bike path and um, wanted to elevate and make Madison, you know, one of the platinum areas. So my question is, how is the community engagement? I mean, if you are a strong biking enthusiast, they're going to call and they're going to say, you know, they're going to speak their mind. But is there anything else that is intentional to engage um, the general public and have those conversations, either annually or how is that worked into?
7: Sure. I think there's, like, several opportunities. um, uh, Most of the engaged uh, folks from the biking community – we're very familiar with and work with them all the time and meet with them one-on-one. And people have certain interests in certain areas. Um, I guess on uh, official uh, opportunities, I know that traffic engineering at their ped bike, I think at least once a year, possibly more, will they will invite uh, and, and put out the word that <laughs> It's our time to go ahead and review um, what people would like to see us work on. What kind of uh, complaints do you have? What kind of ideas do you have? And uh, Arthur Ross in the past has uh, taken all of that information and uh, um, put together a report, and a lot of ideas come from that. Um, Also, uh, the presentations are... Uh, given to different uh, um, groups of folks, and we often get feedback uh, from some of the leaders of the community asking you know, for us to look into different um, improvements along the way. Um, and another new thing uh, that I think is, has been great is uh, our um, MPO uh, has been working on developing some long-term planning Um and uh, they have an interactive map where you can actually go online, go to the map, and say, "It'd be nice to have you know an improvement here." And uh, a lot of uh, uh, the folks that are very interested in bicycle and pedestrian facilities have been utilizing that to actually make this map that helps bring ideas to the table.
0: Chrissy, could you define MPO, please?
7: Uh, Madison Planning Organization. So. And I asked the question because you
8: do great work, and I just, um, uh, specifically the Economic Development Department, they've been hosting in the community, you know, engaging uh, the community in the long-range planning. And since you do such a great job, um, my question is the intentionality of saying, okay, here's an opportunity. I hear that you're connected to um, specific groups, but I always have the fear that someone is um, left out. Um, and uh, so that would be a conversation that I would be definitely interested in, what specifically focused that, uh, that you'll have that community engagement.
7: Yeah, we can take a look at that. Um, once again, like the planning group, uh, I'm not as familiar how they do their outreach. And can you help me with the name of the planning that's going on right now?
6: Uh, the, the, transportation, the, the, the Manif- transportation
7: master The sustainable transportation master plan Manif- in motion. Yeah, and uh, I know they they hold plenty of meetings, but I'm not sure what their outreach is. But we can look uh, at that question. Um, I could tell you with uh, engineering. Uh, once we do start moving to a phase of actually um, getting into some design and then to actually propose a, a specific construction through a, a corridor or a part of a corridor, um, we uh, reach out to the folks usually that are living nearby that corridor, and then it also goes out onto list listers but um, we'd be happy for suggestions for even more outreach, get folks uh, involved.
0: Other questions on
5: this? Um, quick question, because you said Drake Street. Um, so has there been anything further? I know, you know, as soon as anyone goes out and takes a picture on Drake Street, I get emails asking I what's going on. Um, <laughs> we don't want sidewalks in, you know. Um, is that being coordinated with parks still? I kind of had heard that that project was on hold has that changed
7: um it's not on hold okay. we initially and i was at that meeting we initially met on site and now um parks and uh, engineering staff are trying to look for the best path to try to present a project but uh, um next we would bring you up to speed and then we would have uh, at, at least one informational meeting probably more in this case because there's, there's a lot of interest in there yeah yep. okay great elder cheeks
4: I just wanted to acknowledge um, Holder McKinney's good point Uh, I think that um, the the concerns around community engagement uh, are probably valid for most all departments Um, I think that we espouse to be a community that does an exceptional job of engaging the public and I think we do a a particularly um, mediocre job of engaging the public. I think we have sort of stale efforts. I'd be, be happy to talk to you about how we can uh, work on empowering departments more to, to, to do that more effectively.
0: For the questions right now? Okay. I just have um, a comment also. I Madison in Motion, Transportation Master Plan, I served on that committee up until April. And um, the bicycle, ped-bike part of it had already been discussed and pretty much finalized. I mean, they may go back and tweak it, but that plan had been done. And has, do you know if anyone has engaged the people who sit on that committee or the chair or the staff to look at the budget for ped-bike and see how the budget would be um, informed or implicated because of those plans in the next six years. Um,
9: well, I, I can speak yeah. to that.
6: <coughs> so, uh, David Shorbridge, who's leading that yep. effort for staff, uh, he's part of the the group that we meet with when we develop our SIP, and he's been having um, kind of like stakeholder group meetings with, with myself and uh, Scott Langer of Traffic, just to make sure that we're on the same page with the mm-hmm. recommendations there. Mm-hmm. And um, So, yeah, we've been we have been meeting with them, and I think I think our, you know, a lot of our initiatives here kind of fall in, in line with that with that plan.
0: So, in the budget that was submitted last year, you don't see any changes for this year based on their planning, um, or not any big changes.
6: Not not drastic major changes, no.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. Thank you.
2: Just to clarify, what from the Madison motion is being put forward? I guess I'm not really clear what is well, in the budget that may just be moving
9: forward.
6: It it's not it it's not really finished. So um, I guess the the plan is not you know adopted by the council yet. So um, but we're following along and and essentially. A lot of the initiatives that are identified there are, are things that we've been working on for for years. So um, I, what I guess what I was saying is, is, is our budget kind of in line with the direction that I'm seeing from that plan? Okay, uh, so this is now jumping into the major streets budget. Uh, Real to Urban, this is a program where we uh, reconstruct streets that uh, have, no, uh, have no curb and have a substandard pavement. Um, a lot of older um, town streets that may have been annexed into the city. Um, kind of fall in line with this um, we've we've ramped up this this budget over the years from from a, I'd say like two three years previous um, to kind of identify those those needs out there <coughs> uh, next next is street reconstruction so this is uh, a an- another uh, uh, pro- project uh, uh, that's a group of projects that where we would uh, Reconstruct a a street that does have curb and gutter. So this would be a a local street, um, um, so that would have uh, you know just normal single family homes or or whatever on it. Um, um, just a continuing program each year, doing uh, about uh, five or six groupings of of different streets to to reconstruct them. Next one is pavement management. Uh, this is another uh, group of, of projects. This is just, uh, essentially does more resurfacing. So um, we would be going into areas that have, of streets, maybe um, uh, all different kinds of locals, arterials, uh, collectors, but the, the curb is still in good condition uh, such that we can go in and um, just resurface the, the asphalt only. And um, we also uh, try to take care of any utility needs uh, with this with this program as well, um, in conjunction with the with this program, I should say. So that's pavement management. Um, the next group are, uh, are I kind of tried to get a cross section of some of the different types of projects uh, that were that we deal with. We obviously have a pretty pretty large. Uh, um, as, you, as you guys know, list, um, but I didn't want to go over them all. Um, this first one, Capitol Square Pavement, this is a, a fairly high-profile project next year to replace the pavement all around the Capitol Square. Um, the, uh, the, the, the concrete pavement right now is in, is in uh, pretty, pretty, pretty due for a, a replacement, um, especially given the fact that how well... Highly, it's used with farmers' market and events and, uh, you know, uh, uh bike races and you name it, um, art fair on the square. So, uh, we're planning to, uh, replace that pavement next year. Um, the next project, County Highway M, this is a, uh, federally funded project where we apply for federal funds for um, from the MPO uh, and we were able to get uh, 50% funds um, uh, on this project. Uh, It's also a joint project with the City of Verona so um, you can see the high dollar cost there uh, that 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 includes everything that's federal monies Verona um, uh, and Dane County as well so um, that's not all not all city obviously this is a, a major north-south corridor uh, project that we are reconstructing from Valley View all the way down to Cross Country Road, uh, so a very large project. Um, we're going to be creating new, uh, as, as Christy mentioned, new new Ice Age junction path along with the corridor um, and a lot of uh, uh, nice grade-separated crossings for that, that bike path so that they don't have to Across all the uh, lanes of travel. Next one is East Johnson Street. So this is another federally funded project uh, but this is more of like an urban reconstruct. Um, We implemented phase one of this project last year uh, and now are beginning to work on the design for for the next phase which is uh, currently uh, anticipated in 2019. And uh, we would be reconstructing the street, including, bike, uh, including installing bike lanes um, and uh, uh, basically replacing the pavement. We're also going to be uh, wrapping around the corner of First Street to uh, uh, tie in um, possible implementation of uh, the public market um, and any changes that may be required for that, that project as well. Uh, McKenna Boulevard. This is a a little little bit of a, a different type of project where we are taking an existing four-lane street, um, undivided, and uh, reconstructing it to include a grassed median and uh, through the middle. Um, issue here is uh, a couple things. We'd like to first off we need to. Uh, resurface the street, so we'll we'll take care of the pavement, but also uh we've had some requests uh, about the pedestrian crossings for uh, you know the large neighborhood trying to get over to the this 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 great facility great park. um so we'd like to look at putting in that median to to have a two stage crossing for the for the um for the residents to be able to get there safely. Uh, last one I got here is Monroe Street. Uh, Monroe Street is another urban reconstruct um, and currently planned for construction in 2017. This would go from Regents all the way down to Odana. Um, we'd be reconstructing the streets, um, and uh, as I mentioned we'll, we'll construction in 2017 but uh, we, we expect uh, public information process for this project to be pretty pretty uh, extensive and start we've already had two meetings on it um, probably pick those back up in the fall of this year
4: um, questions for Chris Over, Chief. Um, <coughs> uh, c- um, county I'm um, on East Johnson I um, I noticed that in the capital budget that we passed, um, looked like you were expecting to spend seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in twenty sixteen, and now uh, it looks like, according to this, year, a um, hundred thousand uh, uh, dollars. Okay, so what the discrepancy is there? That that's good that you need to spend less, or you had to. In schedule? the in
6: the so in the budget, um, there's actually, as I mentioned, two phases. So that I. What I described here was Phase Two, um, um, and it, it shows up as one item here. Uh, so there's, that's actually a, uh, a follow-up to the Phase One, where uh, there is money proposed to do undergrounding of utilities. Um, and I forget the blocks. It's eight hundred, I think, and nine hundred.
7: Eight nine hundred blocks. The bill. Sorry.
1: Oh, the number should be seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, so it shouldn't be. That, that's on. just an error in that.
4: Okay.
1: People. Okay. I think that's the cost. Of the remaining undergrounding. If that's
6: that's correct. It, it, like I said, I I.
1: And then further out far sort of. Wasn't out. really there.
6: It was a. It was a. It was a. I was trying to separate the two phases. So I was only kind of talking about phase 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 two there.
4: Thank you. Other questions. All the rest. Are-
5: uh, question about sidewalk program. Um, it's in the rural to urban. Maybe this is not the right place for it, but I know we had talked about in sidewalk discussions this year, a pot of money for helping with assessments to homeowners. Is that in the capital budget, or where do I see that?
6: It's not in this It's not in this presentation, but it is in the budget. Okay. As a, um, actually, for our... Our request for next year because it's Continue a new program. On. It's uh, called Safe Routes.
5: Okay. Okay.
0: Great. Altorama.
2: This is for next year, but I'm just curious on the sort of stepping back as we get ready to incorporate all these new entities in the next decade. Are we are you guys like starting to kind of plan that and 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 I know you don't schedule that far in advance. I'm just wondering how, you know, that works because at some point, that that time's going to fly, and we'll be there. So,
7: well, I think the answer to that is that you know we continue to encourage joint projects with the towns that exist mm-hmm. still today. Um, uh, many of them are out quite a few years, and most all have been cooperative. You know, to try to keep the infrastructure in. Um, Um, good shape but uh, as you you bring up a good point at some point you know we're going to be annexing in which has happened for years and years uh, these town roads Um, uh, and we do have our eye to that out into the future but of course our concentration now is to the folks that have been in the city and have lived here for years um, uh, to try to uh, schedule those and uh, um, um, once again work towards having joint projects to try to keep the infrastructure somewhat maintained uh, until it does come into so the so city. So that when they
2: come in, they won't be all rating of three, and then suddenly get bumped up on yeah. the importance list.
7: Yeah, I don't know if I would say it get bumped up on the importance list, but um, yeah, I'm sure we, we will get plenty of streets that will come in at a lower rating. But it's nothing new. That's what's been happening for decades, decades, so...
0: I, I'll add to that question. <laughs> There's um, many streets like this in my district, and so Christy and I have had many conversations about this particular item. Um, the underlying problem with these streets that need to be rec- number one, they're they're not really city-quality streets to begin with, and most of them are in poor condition. Um but the bigger issue is the utilities that are underneath them and the age of the utilities. Is, is that correct? I don't want to speak for That's you. That's but... correct.
7: Um, you know, uh, a lot of the streets, especially in your district, were, you know, just post-World War II, and uh, it's my understanding that there was issues with different materials right after the war when, you know, the sewers were going in or the water mains, um, uh, so they're you know, starting to have issues even though, yes, they are um, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old. We have you know, some water mains that were actually built in 18, 1800s that are still in service. Uh, but that is correct. The the utilities are starting to fail and, and cause uh, issues.
0: And so that is a concern, right? And um, so I was curious do you know how many miles of streets that would fall under rural to urban streets there is right now in the city that, you know, they've not been reconstructed?
7: I'll, I'll get back to you for sure, but I want to say the number's around 60. 60. Yeah.
0: And then in the next 10 years, how many more miles of urban or rural to urban streets will come into the city? Um,
7: I do not have a number
0: for that. I know, so. but, you know, it's kind of a mathematical equation for me. And then the point. no, 4.2 million gives us how many miles of reconstruction? Uh, I, I would say a couple. A couple. So the reason I point this out is that this really could be an issue that we're dealing with in the next few years that is not clear to so many people. This could be millions of dollars that unbudgeted, if and I don't want to be scary or alarmist, but if the utilities start to fail, um, we will have to reconstruct the streets. And right now, we've got 4.2, 4.4, 4.6 million dollars budgeted, and that's probably not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just thought I would point this out since we were on it. I do have some other questions. Alderman Kinney, did you have questions? I'll go ahead and finish. They're on different topics.
8: Okay. Um, thank you for pointing that out because I even look at the proposed uh, work that's going to be in the first district um, and the budgeted amount for that. I was. My concern is, is that as as we are making these budget recommendations, um, um, how did you attribute? that, for instance, the
2: Akhenna um, Boulevard um,
8: pedestrian crossing, uh, the total cost $2.7 million. Is that going to, is that pretty much in line? Is there a possibility that that may be over budget, under budget?
7: That?
6: That, that that project, uh, it, it should be pretty close. Um it, it It includes a lot more than just installing a median, so that actually resurfaces um, from Schrader all the way down to uh, boy a
7: couple blocks south
6: of Raymond, couple blocks south of Raymond. so there's quite a bit of extensive resurfacing also that's lumped in that to that project and then um, and then obviously the installing <laughs> the median and and the new building the new sidewalks and
10: and that sort of thing.
8: I drove that before I came here, and I realized that there is no access point, so it definitely is a, a need. And the, the big ticket item is the County Highway M. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
8: and you said that that is a combination of not just the city, but Verona, and there was a third entity. Dane County and
6: M. federal funds. So there's four, and actually um, in, in uh, you know, uh, so so federal funding is about fifty percent of the project right off the bat uh, Dane County is about twenty five percent and then depending on where you are on the on the road uh, the the remaining twenty five is either the city of Madison or the city of Verona. So
8: that's pretty much covered that's going to, to happen and I know that there will be a lot of public um, input related to questions related to that
6: yep we've we've had an ex- uh, a quite a, a large number of meetings already and, and a few more to come yet. Yep.
7: Thank you.
0: A question on that road. Mm-hmm. In the budget in 2016 is about 30 million or more 30 yeah, about 30 million dollars with two projects, both labeled County M and then County M Midtown and County M County PD both of those projects are what you're referring to or just one both Both.
6: yeah yeah the the thought was is uh with the with letting those two projects together um you'd attract some of the larger contractors in the state and that would that would bump it up to another level where you could really wistat is telling us you could observe some real reduction in, in bid prices so uh, the idea was to put those two projects together um, uh, to, to achieve that.
0: So the total cost of this has been like $120 million?
6: Um, no, that's $30, 30 million.
0: <clears throat> But the entire thing's in the 2016 budget?
6: Correct. So what would happen is y- we would. Uh, Enter into an agreement with with WISDOT to to perform that work, and um, depending on how much gets done that that first year, you you reauthorize to the, to the next year the remainder.
0: So then the city is billed for it, and then you collect money back from the federal government. And we country?
6: we, we get work? we get billed by WISDOT okay. for the local share, so we would okay. then bill Dane County and City of Verona.
1: So, so DOT handles the, the federal and state components Correct. of the project. Okay. But we show in our budget the entire Correct. funding stream, even though most of it does not pass through the city. It's to give the reader the sense of this is the total cost of the project from all funding sources, even though we don't actually... Manage the federal and state dollars associated with the project, and we do that for all the engineering projects that are that have multiple funding sources. And we—that's how it's been presented for a long time. Is my <laughs> know.
0: However, when we look at the capital budget for engineering, the total cost by year, are we looking at total cost of projects or what the city is going to spend?
1: We're looking at the GO. So if you turn to the. You know, if you have the budgets in front of you, the page 249, you can see County Highway M, County Highway PD area, and the County Highway M Midtown Road area. You'll see there that there's the GO components are about two and a quarter million for P, uh, the PD portion and 4.2 million. That's what we're focusing on from our capital budget perspective. So a total of about six and a half million. The other funding there I think is the local share that we would collect from Dane County and from the City of Verona because we're sort of the fu- the fiscal agent for that portion of the project. I don't know if I'm missing anything there, but I think that's the... Or
7: assessments.
1: Oh, and assessments might be in there yep, too. Yep, and assessments, yeah. yep.
0: It is just for clarity's sake. So when we look at your dragon chart, we're just looking at GEO. Just at the
1: GEO, right? Okay. The rest of this is just for presentation purposes so you can get a sense of the total cost of yeah. the project.
0: And that's great. Yep. <laughs> we just want to make sure what we're looking at in other yep. charts. So.
1: so it's about $6.5 of GEO associated with that project in, in, well, 15, and then 16 is a higher number. So. Other questions
0: on... Elder Emily.
2: Elder chick started this question and I just thought more about it with, with Monroe Street and McKenna and all the ones that are coming that it seems like hopefully you're finding the capacity to start some of these bigger projects doing the planning the year before. Can you tell us how that's going and if you feel like you have enough capacity to do that because I know I'm always wanting it from you and you look at me and go oh so you know I want to make sure you all have what it takes to help Get neighbors and mm-hmm. stakeholders ready to be for these big these big projects.
6: Yeah, I, I'd say definitely. Um, there's a number of these um, where uh, I, I phase out the the design. So especially all of the federally funded projects, because we know that takes a three to four year process to design the project. So. So we do put money in, and I, I have uh, done that even more, uh, or we've looked at that even more in our in our 2016 request as well.
2: <clears throat> I'm not sure I heard the answer. Oh. Of like, do like, have enough staff to like oh, enough divert staff. a year in advance something to prepare neighborhoods for the next year's thing when then you're going to be doing all your technical and all that other work? I mean, it seems like there's kind of two kinds of work. There's more than that. I'm just just naive, but but you know
7: what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, I think um, um, maybe a little what you're after, too. So any uh, unique project like uh, Shank's Corners, um, Monroe Street, since it's such a big, long corridor, there will be extra um, time put into the whole public involvement because it's not, per se, a a run-of-the-mill project for us. And and we do... uh, um, include that in, you know, what's expected of us, and we do do that. Um, as far as, you know, do we have enough staff, uh, you know, we're like all other agencies, I think, where we are, at times we do struggle to stay a- ahead of things, and, um, you know, for example, private development's been picking up, so our uh, engineering staff that's been working on that has been, like, super-duper busy, whereas for years that kind of was, a, you know, not as uh, a large as large of a duty for our department. So there's always shifting balances and, you know, opportunities come up to, uh, you know, suddenly something might pop on one of the bike corridors where we can, you know, get through either with the railroad or, uh, um, you know, other obstacles that we may have been. So, I mean, it is it is a juggling act. Um, uh, but please
2: let us know, you know, because mm-hmm. I think it's important to all of us that we don't stress out our staff, but we try to provide quality service in advance of these big projects.
9: Back to um, Alder Cheeks's comment about we do a mediocre job on the, on the public participation engagement. Um, I think Rob has been starting to recognize that as well, um, Maybe not that we do a mediocre job, but he wants to do a better job sure. and he's he's been discussing internally the need for that kind of a staff person perhaps a a planner outreach type person within engineering that mm-hmm. can do some of this because you know as much as Christie and Chris plan in advance you know we've got designers they're trained to design and that Sometimes that's that's hard to keep that that growing need for that public connection that's that's desired. So, you know, it's hard to add staff, but uh, it seems to be loosening up a little, and that's one of the things Rob has been discussing for a couple weeks now.
0: Just a comment on that. I'm not speaking for Alder Cheeks. I don't think he was talking about engineering specifically.
4: That's correct. Um,
0: (laughs) um, It's been my experience that engineering does a pretty darn good job of this. And people come out in droves when you're talking about reconstructing their streets. So we have lots lots of people that show up, too, versus other meetings where we don't get as much. So I just wanted to push that towards you a little
9: bit.
4: Alder Cheeks. Yeah, on that, I <coughs> certainly wasn't talking specifically about your, depart- your, your department. Um, but it is, it is, I think, a concern for, for many departments. And, and I have a question for you as you think about potentially the need for an additional staff person. Do you feel strongly that it needs to be within your department? Could this be a capacity of the city that serves multiple departments from your perspective?
9: Outreach. We we like to control, you know Everybody what we're we responsible for. Um, we would much prefer it be within our department. I'm sure. So
4: would every other department. <laughs> and then you have thirty people instead of two or three.
9: I I know you tend to lose the folk. At least my experience in city government, you tend to lose the focus. Like if uh, you hire an IT person to address our needs, all of a sudden that person's pulled to more important needs and our needs aren't being addressed any longer. Um, that would be my concern. You know, we, we fund the person, and we end up right back where we
4: started. Interesting. Okay. What do
0: we think? Okay. Uh-huh.
8: I go along with you. I'd like to uh, make sure that I'm controlling the realm. (laughs) Because if I'm going to be accountable for it, I want to make sure that I'm calling the shots. Um, But this is just a general observation about the community engagement. And I think that that's where your alders can really be very, very beneficial in helping to um, do that outreach. And I use it as an example the Economic Development presentation that was at the Village of Mall and that was my second one I mean it was a f- phenomenal presentation well organized and we had f- four people that was there now a general announcement went out but it wasn't specifically to the alder to say you know would you help me turn out people and so in that regard um, <laughs> that's how you uh, you're going to It's not the answer, but it will certainly take it totally the responsibility off of the department and begin to engage the, the alder to help get that word out as well because it was an excellent presentation. And I was very impressed that even with four people in the room, they went through and made the presentation as well. So that was my engagement. question.
5: I have a question on this topic, too. So I was thinking along similar lines, um, but thinking a little bit about how this connects to all the other departments. So when we're talking about a street like Monroe Street, we're not talking about just engineering staff. You know, we're thinking about sustainability improvements, and we're thinking about, you know, all the traffic engineering components of that. And you have to do a lot of that background work interdepartmentally. Um, And so I guess I wonder... One, if you have enough, kind of to alder Rummel's question, enough support in that capacity building. And then how that coordinates with outside groups. So particularly in some of these areas, we have really strong stakeholder organizations that can help with the turnout, can help with facilitation, can help with, you know, public meetings on Monroe Street haven't stopped. I had a candidates forum that was essentially a... Uh, let's strategize about Monroe Street reconstruction event. Um, So, you know, they want to make sure, my constituents want to make sure that that input is included in the process. Do you have staff capacity to outreach to all of those groups because it is a lot of coordination time to make sure that you have all of those stakeholders coming together, both within the city and outside of the city? And so that's where I think I would push to it being, Maybe beyond just a certain department because it is so much more than one department. So I wonder,
6: generally, your so projects projects like that, like Monroe Street, are we just finished uh, State Street Mm -hmm. uh, last year? Um, We actually there's there's planning staff that are assigned to the project and come to the public information meetings and and uh, it's a little much more multi-jurisdictional um and i think uh you know a project like that we we recognize that and and i think have done a pretty good job to get get the other departments involved you know there's metro coming to the PIMs, mm-hmm. there's traffic engineering there's uh uh planning uh engineering so
10: i think water. Uh, i think yeah, i'm sorry water often comes
6: yeah water as well so yeah, I think you know those bigger, like the Monroe streets, the State streets, mm-hmm. the Willie streets. You know th- that those are definitely big components of that, and and we've been able to handle that just fine.
5: And outside stakeholder groups. So
6: so that also, and um, I should mention our stormwater uh, engineers also are, are are meeting with Monroe folks quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've we've been able to. I mean. You know, friends of Lake Wingra, mm-hmm. you know, they want to meet separately. Mm-hmm. We, we met, uh, we, we kind of had a strategy to kind of meet with a, a, a bunch of the different focus groups, so we we were uh, talking with the, the business group on mm-hmm. Monroe Street as well. Um, I think we've had a, been able to pretty yeah, much handle that, uh, those meeting requests, yeah, okay. particularly because Monroe Street is such a big job, you know, um, we, we, uh, when when our our staff kind of gets their workload, the person who gets Monroe Street is going to have a not a ton of other projects.
2: Alder <coughs> thank you. Yeah, just following up on that. Um, I think I've seen those. You know, the collaboration over time. But one thing I just want to be clear about is. The year of, you know, you start in January and you probably engage all those other agencies. But for those bigger projects, if you start a year in advance, are you able to engage at least some elements of those other agencies to do sort of that initial pre-planning? Because I think we need it both in the year of and then leading into it. Because that's kind of what I learned to do over much, you know, much experience <laughs> doing some major streets. So it's been really an awesome project and neighbors just love that all the different people are there to answer questions mm-hmm. and you feel like you get a really, really great product. So, And I don't know if that's kind of what you're saying, you, you're plan on, but I just want to make sure that that's part of what we're thinking about.
7: It's, I think that's fair to say that uh, on the larger projects, um, you know, we start like a whole year earlier. Mm-hmm. Then I'll, I call them the run-of-the-mill. Um, then you kind of got the in between that are, you know, not quite a Monroe Street, but it's not just a simple. Um, and I'm kind of thinking, like, Hopkins, for example, we had extra effort put in on that one. And we started
0: the fall before?
7: You started earlier. You started doing some outreach.
0: I started pretty much with you. Yeah, so the but fall engineering before. Engineering was engaged, as was forestry.
7: Yeah, so... uh I, I think the other thing to keep in mind is we want to be efficient because if, if we can hold meetings for a year and accomplish and have a good project, let's do that. Um, and let's not hold them for two years uh, if you're not going to get any better of a product just because of the, the efficiencies and, you know, having staff um, busy with all kinds of things. Mm-hmm.
0: Other questions?
10: Thank you. Well, first, apologies for uh, coming in the middle of the discussion. I really feel bad. I missed my friends from T.E. Uh, completely. Um, I, I apologize. So I was I was downstairs at an important meeting with planning staff that I needed to stay for um, downstairs. So um, many of my questions have probably been asked and answered already, but I'm going to try anyway. Perhaps um, the first thing I want to say, though. Beyond what I already have said, is that uh, when Mike used the word mediocre, I was like, what are we talking about? Because I don't find anything about the engineering division to be mediocre whatsoever. Uh, So, uh, just to share, since we're on the topic of public participation, I just wanted to share that from my experience, I have been more than pleased with the um, work of the engineering division in coordinating public information meetings. In fact, one thing that Rob decided to do when he came in and um, was promoted to fill the big shoes left by uh, Larry Nelson was uh, insisting that there be a public information meeting for every single solitary project, no matter how large or small, some that I would consider on the small end. I was told by the assigned engineers, no, Rob says we have to have a PIM. So so anyway, it, it's something that I think is instilled in all the engineering staff. And I, from my, again, personal experience, they've worked beautifully. All, every agency impacted is always at the meetings. The engineers always ask my schedule when scheduling the meetings, does this work for you? Uh, in the case of the downtown, maybe it's just, you know, location, 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 but the Office of Business Resources is almost always involved if there are businesses uh, along the the, um, proposed construction um, project limits. So um, OBR is another one that, for those that haven't gone through this yet, um, have been very um, helpful as well. In fact, they even have brochures about how to get through, how to navigate construction projects and a whole um, program. Um, so anyway, with all that said, the other thing I'll just say on that, this piece of public participation and should we provide additional staffing is, as I sit here, I'm thinking to myself that of almost all the agencies, engineering has been one of the most successful at adding FTEs over the years. In part, of course, it's due to the fact that they have utilities that uh, easily fund these, like um, sewer and stormwater and landfill. Um, but you know, just look at Gene Hoffman's operation with the chargebacks. She has the project. She's had her staff is mushroomed in a few short years. So anyway, I, I'm not saying that you don't need staff, but certainly engineering actually is a poster child for success at getting additional staff for my seat here. Um, anyway, moving on to some of the questions that perhaps have been asked and answered. The big one I had walking into the meeting tonight. I guess I'll look to you, Chris, since you provided, of course, the um, uh, presentation on the tip last Tuesday. One of the things that didn't really come out in the tip, and I'm curious if there's any major announcements that you made when I was still downstairs at the staff meeting uh, or that you can share tonight in your submittal to the finance department and the mayor, are there projects that, and apologies again, this has already been covered, but that are likely not ready for prime time this year? As there a year in and year out are projects that are delayed? And I'm not saying that because the mayor says there's too much geo-borrowing and a project has to slide a year, but rather projects that simply aren't ready for prime time. Did you discuss that already? Is there anything in the adopted SIP for 2016 that for sure is not a go?
7: Not
6: not as of yet.
7: I think possibly um, We have, we've listed some, uh, what we have submitted to the mayor and finance director uh, are some reauthorizations, and with those in mind being that they're projects that we're working on, and we're hoping to uh, get bid and out the door this fall, though construction won't start. So I think you'll see some of that going on. Um, Therefore, you know, if it's not bid and committed in 15, it will be reauthorized to 16 um, uh, for example or just to give an example we're working on purchasing a property that's in the 15 budget for a bike path project and we're not sure if that's going to go or not if we'll have it purchased this year so right now I'm showing it as a, a reauthorization um, uh, in what we have submitted so there, I think there's probably quite a few peppered throughout the budget like that
10: are there any others that you all can think of? Or is so one bike path is I think, uh, perhaps yeah, the only one? The all,
6: only other one no. is the outer, yeah. outer loop, where it's, it's just kind of floating with the Judge Doyle Square. Square. Mm-hmm. Um,
10: and Martin Luther King is part of that.
6: Correct.
7: Um, Goodman Path, there's an example. Uh, we've been reauthorizing that for a couple Street. years. Jennifer Street? Um, that's part of the Reconstruct Fund, so it's more a uh, different type. But So, for example, Goodman Path, we're still trying to work with the railroad and uh, don't have all the details um, worked out for that, so we're reauthorizing it.
10: Which was, by the way, Christy, which was the bike path where we need land acquisition?
7: Um, it's called the Ridgewood. Overpass, I believe, uh, over called High Stand now. High Stand, High Stand. yeah. Geographically, um, where is it? So it's uh, goes over Highway 30. So and it's the Goodman Path? Uh, not no, it's not the Goodman Path. Um, do you know where the Gold Cubs food is? Yeah, sure. Uh, in the long-term plans for pets and bikes, working with DOT, one of the corridors is to come up through the High Stand Park. Go over Highway 30 and then land uh, on the north side of Highway 30. There's a parcel of land, I don't know, just a few parcels down from where the Cubs food... Uh, uh,
10: Which the city acquired, of course.
7: The city acquired uh, that, but then... That side, but you need the other side. We need something else for the landing of the bridge. The, I see, yeah. The land is vacant right now, so that was the opportunity to set in place some long-term planning for the ped- bike overpass. So, for example... We've been working on that, and I think it's been handed off to real estate. But, uh, um, you know, here it being June, uh, we're not quite sure if that will all be completed by the end of the year. And in that case, we reauthorize the funds and finish it in 16. So. Okay.
10: Thank you. The, other, the next question I had, which I'm sure was probably covered already, is which aldermanic districts are in the sidewalk program for next year?
7: Um, two and six, so Liddell and uh, Marshall. Okay, lucky then. Yep.
10: <laughs> and, and last year, you might recall, we um, found that the the figure for the sidewalk program, you'll recall, was, had a lot of excess in it and wasn't really needed, so we'd had a budget amendment. You'll recall last year is the Correct. SIP for 2016, uh, the figure that you all have sharpened your pencils, and you think that two-point um. whatever... Um, million is the accurate number you need for the. Um,
7: I don't think it is, but what we 2. have. 2.2 million. What was approved last year, I'm not quite sure. Um, well, let me look here. I do have
10: it. We don't need to you know, do on the specifics. I have the budget here, but yeah. the, Chris might recall, because I think he drafted the budget amendment for me, or, yeah. you know, in no, of, our, our working with will, the finance will, department.
6: Well,.
1: Cover what we what we have planned this time. Yep. If I recall, as well, that was primarily assessment access. Correct. Yes. Yeah.
10: Five One and a half million of of special assessment excess. Right. Yeah. So for the 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 proposed executive capital budget was almost four million dollars for sidewalk program for current year, and then we paired that back.
1: Because there was excess, I think, assessment dollars rather than geo and mm-hmm. so They just, I think, cleaned up what authority they needed on the assessment side. I think that's what an amendment So that was a one-time
10: yep. cleanup. I think maybe then my last question, I have to get at least one parochial question, and of course, <laughs> as we all have to when you talk about um, engineering's budget, uh, is could you just educate us um, you principal engineers, you, uh, about the difference between concrete and asphalt. So when I say this is parochial, you look at the two major projects. Well, only one's in the slide presentation, but one is was in the tip you presented last Tuesday, Chris, and, and is in the SIP for 2016 that are concrete as opposed to asphalt reconstruction, and that's the Capitol Square of course, pavement replacement from concrete to concrete. And then the other one is West Washington Avenue that the mayor pushed back a year because of geo concerns last year, and I hope isn't pushed back yet again two years in a row. But can you just explain to us, uh, again, the, what what engineering's determination is, a concrete street versus an asphalt street and, and the cost differential? Uh,
7: I can speak that to that. Um, so essentially uh, what we do is we take a look at the cost versus how long the um, pavements last and then what type of a rehabilitation you would have to apply to it over the you know, 20, 30 years um, that it would exist. Uh, concrete streets are more expensive um, to construct than asphalt streets.
10: Isn't that by a large factor, Christy, or No.
7: I don't know, maybe like 20% more expensive, I would Somewhere around there, 20% premium. um, So generally, you will only see a concrete street here in the city of Madison where it has uh, uh, heavier traffic um, uh, carried on it. Um, So then we also take a look at uh, the joint rehab uh, that would have to be done throughout the years. And then also versus like a a mill and overlay, a resurfacing of the asphalt pavements. Um, So for most of the streets, again, are asphalt, but you will see concrete installed. And I'm thinking, you know, like uh, East Washington Avenue um, would be one. Uh, Monona Drive, part of that was uh, built in concrete. Um, The Gammon uh, out by Westtown area, that was concrete. so again, more of the arterial, um, heavy, uh, heavier loads that you see built that way.
10: To give an example, just anecdotally from my colleagues here, so it was probably Chris that, Lucky him approached me and uh, several years ago now and said, we want to uh, reconstruct the block of Wisconsin Avenue off of the square um, and save a lot of money and, and replace the concrete there with asphalt. And my initial knee-jerk reaction was, oh, my gosh, why would you do that? If the aesthetics would be a lot worse. And I frankly will admit it turned out just fine, I thought. So uh, So when I'm thinking, for example, of West Washington Avenue, and so we have in the SIP for 2016, uh, you say it's a 20% cost uh, premium for concrete, replacing the existing concrete with new concrete. But you're saying that really the cost-benefit analysis is always done, and over time, West Washington has the volumes that merit, that warrant the concrete there. I
7: haven't looked at that specific segment, um, so I can't answer if it's cost-effective to put concrete in or not. Uh, Again, it's I
10: concrete d- now.
7: Yeah. Just con- so I take it you, you're expecting it's going to go back concrete, or you yeah.
10: Concrete? Well, and when and I look in the budget detail for last for the adopted budget, and it it says right here West Washington Avenue, project number forty. Uh, this project will replace the existing concrete pavement, two point two million dollars construction year 2016. The mayor, as I said, pushed that project back yeah. a year. I didn't object or try to change his mind on that. Uh,
6: but, no, we'll, we'll definitely uh, at get the time, those numbers so. and discuss that with you. That number is based on a concrete number.
10: Right. And I figured as much. But, again, you're saying the bottom line, just so I understand, Christie is, is really a traffic volume determination largely. Yeah,
7: um, the, uh, the uh, volumes and the weight of, uh, you know, if you have a bunch of cars versus trucks. Um, I think another thing to think about, too, is the... Uh, maintenance issues when we have to repair a concrete street it's a huge deal um where you're shutting down lanes um so we kind of think about that too if it's like a very close call concrete versus asphalt and uh you know some people look at aesthetics some people um you know think it's the same difference it's a road um there's also issues thinking about noise uh, the concrete pavements um, um um I think, tend to maybe be a little bit noisier when vehicles are traveling on. So there's a lot of pros and cons, and, again, we look at each project individually. But
10: Lastly, uh, in the parochial category, but, again, I think this might help educate my colleagues on some of this. So last year, I don't know if you recall this or not, but, anyway, last year one of my um, questions that I asked Rob and, and all of you was my frustration with railroad crossings downtown and the poor maintenance thereof and robbery I presume it was Rob, but anyway we were reminded at VOE last fall, and we were, last September when we were considering the capital budget that um, the railroad right away at, at city street crossings is the responsibility of the railroad, not the city and we didn't even, correct me if I'm wrong in any of my resuscitation of what we heard last year but that we don't even have the authority to try to do railroad improvements without the permission of the railroad, perhaps even the Office of the Railroad Commission, I don't know. Um, So in the year's time, well, it's not quite a year yet, but since I asked the question and highlighted specific crossings for your office, nothing has changed. In fact, the crossings have only gotten worse. In fact, one is right between the 6th and 4th districts at the, Fun intersection of uh, Blair, you know, 151, John Nolan Drive, East Wilson Street, Willie Street, where, you know, literally, I almost, it's it's so unsafe. There's such curve, such deep. Um, you know, pockets. You, like engineers, cars. ruts, thank you, would have the right terminology for this. But, any, but so, do you have any, first of all, I don't know did I get my kind of brief explanation accurate, but then secondarily, do you have any strategies on how we can try to improve these, you know, just... You know, there aren't that many crossings in the 4th Aldermanic District, but literally to a a one, every single one, and one is West Wash, which is really the reason why I'm hopefully excited that we actually get the West Wash reconstruct done in 2016. Is because the crossing at West Wash is so awful. The rest of the street, frankly, I don't think is all that bad condition-wise. Totally anecdotally, I haven't looked at the ratings, but... Anyway, any did I get any of that wrong about the yeah. crossings and no. strategies on what we can yeah, do besides yeah. a full-blown reconstruct?
7: Yeah, no. Rob has actually talked to me about this and uh, um, recently because last year we just didn't have very good luck uh, having any repairs made because, um, you know, it kind of starts at a level just trying to have a one-on-one working relationship with some of the folks that are at the railroad. Um So, uh, a couple months ago, actually, um, Steve Sontag, who takes the lead on the railroad crossings, worked with Rob and drafted a letter specifically listing about a half a dozen crossings um, uh, and specifically asking for a commitment from the railroad and a timeline. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, let us know that, you know, you you hear what we're saying here and. um, come back with a timeline. So Steve's working with them right now to come up with the schedule for that. Our, our next step would be to go to the uh, railroad commissioner, which is a much more uh, formal um, process, and would require council resolution, uh, council resolution authorizing us to go there. Um, but that would be the next step, and that's the step that we would take then uh, um, to have. Uh, the Railroad Commissioner involved in taking a look at the crossings and, and trying to uh, um, get them upgraded in a timely manner. Um, and specifically, I did see an email uh, come back from the railroad about the one there at Blair and Willie, and uh, they said they would come in because the ties are rutted there, and I know people are moving out of the traffic lane to try to mm-hmm.
10: that. I'll confess so, I do that.
7: Yeah, yep. I
10: avoid certain lanes there.
7: But um, I can. I'd be happy to pull up some of those emails and uh, bring you up to speed on on where.
10: Yeah, that would be great if you could. I, I may have been copied on the letter. I don't remember seeing it though. But if you it could, was just if you were I Steve, then I didn't get it. If you were Steve, could send it to me. Yeah. that would be great. Yep. You Thank you. I look forward to perhaps progress. So is there any chance, last follow-up, I promise, is there any chance that you think any of these, Steve thinks any of these repairs, Wisconsin Southern, could be convinced to make the repairs yet this summer? Or oh, definitely. are we to, Oh, okay, okay. good. Yep. So we weren't talking about... <laughs> It's complicated repairs that would be put off for another year. It would be It's immediate things they could do yet this construction okay, season.
7: Yeah, and even, uh, you know, I specifically don't remember all the crossings, but some of them were scheduled a couple years out for, like, some major street rehab, and that's the time, like, to do the whole rail replacement, but there's no reason that we can't do something at least uh, for the interim, so. That
4: would be great. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you.
7: Any other um, older cheeks?
4: I have another question specifically <coughs> to the benefit of Alder-Reveres Re- District. Um, then we have Capital Square pavement replacement for next year, but does that prohibit us from doing little things um, right now? I noticed that on East Walsh the, on the corner, you probably have already brought this to their attention, um, but on Friday I noticed the curb there on the corner on, sta- on the uh, Capital Square is like in disrepair. Is that something we're going to wait and repair in 2016, or can um, we deal with that sooner?
6: I, I, could, I, I wasn't aware of that one. I could take a look. Uh, there's probably what we would do would be to just try to patch it with some asphalt or something to make sure it's just safe through the through the winter and, and gets us to the spring when we would reconstruct it. I, we wouldn't probably invest a lot of money in, in fixing a, a bunch of curb that would have to come out next spring. But uh, anything, any kind of hazards, certainly let us know, and we can. Um, actually, mall maintenance can, can or or streets department perhaps could uh, try to patch.
4: Okay.
8: Thank you. thank you. I have a question that's going back to sidewalks. Um, how, is, how? What is the selection process? I know that you said that um, for this SIF um, year is. Um, districts two and six, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so side. is it rotational or how is that
7: selected? Do you?
8: So I'm kind of confu- confused. I'd it, like to clarify that. It's.
7: Uh, I don't know how they were originally selected, to be honest. So we've made a lap or two around the city already. So, you know, the first time we made the lap, it was kind of set, this district, that district. So we just keep doing uh, the different districts. How it was initially selected, my guess was they probably kind of started downtown because that's where you have the most pedestrians um, and then worked their way to the outer part of the, uh, the city.
10: So I, was, I was here then, but I don't remember how we decided either. I remember Larry Nelson was all excited Downtown. to start this 10-year. So I don't know if we some We had a, a map. There was a huge map hanging in the council office actually listing all, each of the years, the first 10 years. And the 4th District has has been done twice, so already it was that long ago. So, so uh, I presume this is the 3rd cycle, the 6th District or the 2nd cycle. The, the, third, started? the third, that's what I figured, this program started that long ago.
7: Yeah. Um, it, well, I, I guess another thing, too, is can send me the link, because we actually about every, I'd say five years, kind of take a look at where we're at. Um, and uh, if you go on our website, you can look and see which districts we're going to be in for the next five years. So it's about every five years we'll take a, a look at that. Um, so it would just, you know, that initial uh, order that we went in, we generally follow that of which districts we are in. But I would say say if there's a district that we're getting a lot of complaints of trip hazards and it's two years out or three years out, I could see us trying to adjust that, um, you know, to, to get to that district sooner than later. So there's no prioritization, but if there was a
8: high-needs area or district, you could consider looking at that?
7: You certainly could, yeah, because, uh, it's, you know, nothing's really set in stone, and I'd say generally yeah. until the year before, so.
4: Oh, that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Other
0: questions <laughs> for engineering?
9: Christy,
4: the i Well, two
10: things first. I think it would be very useful in terms of a suggestion here. Um, Christy, if you could have Brenda send out us or through you, uh-huh. what what districts are identified in her mm-hmm. ten year plan from here on out?
7: Yeah, I, I'll I'll shoot you a link because it's right on our website. Okay, that'll be great. So, but yours?
10: Did you say? I think you said you weren't sure how many years out it goes. I
7: think it's about five years out. Okay, that so that would be great. It'll be like 16, 17, 18,
10: 19. And then the other thing, I just want to thank uh, older person cheeks for bringing up the the deteriorating curb on the square, and I know that that's issue throughout the whole square, unfortunately. But it, it, I did want to mention too quickly, if you could communicate to um, your colleague, uh, Jim, that, that um, as part of the State Street sidewalk repair program that I believe Joe Daniels was awarded the contract, mm-hmm. that I had asked him to include curb repair on State Street as well, and I'm not sure if that oh, yeah. that that's, got that's through into done. the contract. State Street
6: got done. Yeah, that's, that's included...
10: In the country. Okay. So, for example, I, for example, the most glaring is it's a there's a big hazard at
6: yeah by the Cosi, I think. Exactly.
10: Thank you. Good memory, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. I'll try to be quiet.
5: <laughs> Other questions, Alder Estwick. I have a pretty general question. Um, where does in the budget do we put web? Maybe this is the question. Um, website upgrades and maintenance for each? I mean, do you kind of have to manage that within your departmental budget or um, more broadly with city C-Web
6: IT um, budget? I think, I think, you know, the overall creation of it is, is an IT mm-hmm. issue. Uh, we as staff populate it. Okay. We just with but you just work with time.
5: whatever functionality you have to populate it.
6: Right, and they actually just recently upgraded our our, our projects website, mm-hmm. which is really nice. It's kind of like a map view mm-hmm. of all the projects, and you can uh, kind of zoom in on the map and see where you are. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. okay. Are they coming in for us, IT? No?
1: Not for the capital budget.
5: Okay, because no. it's kind of operational.
1: Most of theirs is operational. Most of the hardware and software acquisition, though, is in the capital budget.
0: Um, uh, Dave, I have a question for you. Could you please explain for the group reauthorization?
1: Sure. Um, actually, if you um, look in the capital budget, we have a explanation of why we reauthorize and in what um,
0: for those situations. Of
1: those who yeah. But I'll just read from that just so you... Um, So um, it's page 171 of the adopted budget, but there's a section that uh, details reauthorizations and cancellations of projects. And so reauthorizations, for the most part, um, are projects that um, might begin in the the adopted um, capital budget but are not underway yet. So there was some description of those projects that you just heard. Uh, maybe a project, let's say in the 2015 adopted capital budget, but it's not yet started, and so we reauthorize the um, uh, the general obligation borrowing to the following year. Um, some projects are multi-year, and so there are estimates of when those portions of the project will occur by year, and that may perhaps that doesn't you know play out in terms of the timing. So again, there's a reauthorization from year to year. Um, Projects as well that might be underway but are not completed. Again, if there's any sort of outlay that needs to occur in that subsequent year, uh, we'll reauthorize that remaining amount. And then um, what we might do is, uh, at times, um, if there's sufficient cash balance in the Capital Projects Fund, a project might be completed or almost completed we may still reauthorize the amount to the following year because we have enough cash and we don't need to borrow for that project until the subsequent year. So that's a sort of cash management that we do so we're not sort of over borrowing and having too many proceeds on hand and then have to incur um, that cost. So that's that's the reasons why we do reauthorizations. Cancellations occur when we might have had a project in there and the reason for that project changes and we no longer need to have that project in capital budget and then it just gets um, just gets outright cancelled, and the reason we have this is primarily reauthorizations is driven by state law in that we have an annual appropriation process, and so even reauthorizations, while it may have been approved in a certain budget, needs to then be appropriated again in the subsequent budget um, in order to be consistent with um, with state law and then um, um, and that 's the that's the reason why we may have it in one year, uh, and even though it's a sort of ongoing project, we have to appropriate again in that, in that next year. Um, and then our reauthorization number has increased as the capital budget has gotten larger. We've taken on a number of new projects. Some of those uh, are in engineering, some are in other parts of the capital budget, and we just quite frankly can't get those projects done. So they're in for a certain year and they then need to be reauthorized for the subsequent year because the project is still felt by the mayor and council to be you know, a part of that capital improvement plan.
0: Um, and how does that relate to geo borrowing?
1: Well, that's what when we borrow. We borrow um, in the fall. Uh, every year Um, so we'll be uh, very soon in July asking the agencies to take a look at the capital uh, budget projects, capital projects for 2015 where are they at Um, do we need to um, borrow for them Uh, do we already have a balance in certain projects because we borrowed in the past then we'll size the borrowing that we need um, in August and start a process uh, that you'll see here at board estimates and, and at council, where we will establish what that borrowing number needs to be, and then we'll um, we will sell bonds or sell debt, in um, or issue debt in uh, I think it'll be the second or third week of September, this year. Um, we do have kind of a disconnect between, and that's just again back to how the state law works. We have to sort of authorize the project, and even if the project. Occurs in that um, year, you know, we might not actually have to borrow until the subsequent year. So, you know, that's the, that's a timing issue as well, um, where the numbers that you see in the budget for geo borrowing are both the expenditure side, so the ability to you know appropriate and spend for the project, and also the revenue side, which is that borrowing. Um, so it's sort of all one number wrapped together um, at the state level just in contrast those numbers are separated and you have sort of an ability to have borrowing authority that's constantly there from year to year until you use it and then the appropriation is sort of separate to to spend but local government budgeting under state law is a little bit different so we have to um, kind of accommodate that through the reauthorization process. I will say one more thing about reauthorizations is that we kind of will be moving to a different format for this upcoming budget where we'll probably show you a schedule of all the reauthorizations. And you have that now in the current budget. Um, and that will be sort of the vehicle to show you what the reauthorizations are, and that will be the, what you'll approve in the budget um, for what we need to reauthorize um, for projects. So that answered your
0: question? Yeah, I think
2: so. Okay. Are there any questions
11: for Dave? I, I do have sort of a big-picture question, and maybe if there's more specifics, we can wait until... Anybody else has other questions? So, it has to do with borrowing in general, mm-hmm. and why and under what circumstances we do it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like probably I'm guessing now, but maybe Oliver Veer remembers that that sometime in the distant past, um, borrowing started as a way to smooth out the budget. Mm-hmm. That there were you know large projects, and we still have large outlier projects from time to time. Mm-hmm. But we also we borrow for things that are really sort of recurring every year, almost maintenance-type expenses. I'm thinking of, like, the, the street resurfacing program is a perfect example of that, or fleet replacements, things like that that, that aren't big enough anymore mm-hmm. to really put a bump in the budget, and they're, they're regular.
3: Mm-hmm.
11: I recognize that it would be an unbelievably um, difficult project to try to start ramping those into an operating budget, into a capital budget. And so we're, I mean, is it just that we're sort of stuck because of the the levy constraints that we're under, that we couldn't undergo that kind of project? It seems like in the long term, and it might take 10, 15, maybe even 20 years to accomplish that kind of project, but eventually you could really reduce the debt service significantly. And and it seems like when you were done with that project, it would all smooth out in the long term. But the short term would be, yeah. and the short term might be a long term, would be pretty painful. Am I on the right track here? Well,
1: I think uh, I don't know the history of how we have arrived at where we are. I mean, I sh- showed up on the scene uh, in the last four years. But um, and my, my sense is that, um, first of all, the city... Um, has always been very conservative in its borrowing. It does 10-year borrowing. And when you when you think about a 10-year horizon, um, we're borrowing 10 years for most of our street reconstruction projects. They're going to last 20, 30, maybe 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we then balance that with we are borrowing for uh, computer hardware that we might be turning over every three to four years. And so... You know, if you sort of put that entire asset portfolio together, we're probably on average close to 10 years. So, um, you know, in that respect, I think the length of our borrowing much for the entire asset portfolio pretty much matches what, you know, what we're doing in terms of useful life. So, um, and then that, as you said, that allows us to keep that cost out of the operating budget, and then we can spread it over Time. It would be an extremely difficult exercise to move back under levy limits as they are right now um, back to um, a pay-as-you-go on some of these um, capital costs.
11: Um, and in fact, and since debt service is exempt, we're actually incentivized to do the opposite.
1: There's an incentive to borrow. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what we might want to look at as you know, as we're looking at large scale. Um, uh, infrastructure needs, and we've done, you know, we did this with Central Library, is to start to look at longer term borrowing for certain assets that have a longer useful life to help with that smoothing that you're talking about. We have to be careful with that because we don't want to create too much of a debt overhang, you know, on a 20 year period when we're, you know, we're pretty firmly entrenched in the 10, and that's part of our. Um, That's part of our AAA bond rating and, you know, our conservative approach on that. The other reason to use debt is that, you know, it really is a way that in terms of longer um, asset life, you know, other generations that are going to benefit from that asset are also helping to pay for that asset Mm -hmm. over time. So a road that lasts... 20 years or 10 years it's not just the folks in year one that are paying for that but you know the folks in year 10 as well with that debt service payment and that's another reason to maybe look at 20-year borrowing for you know some major infrastructure like we did for central library i'm not remembering
11: that we did longer notes for central
1: library. we did we did a separate bond um for central library it's a 20-year bond and um so, certain projects under state law are exempt from referenda requirements. Libraries are one of them. We do have an ordinance requirement where I think we had to allow a 30 day window for a petition. Um, but that, hmm. you know, so the council sort of addressed that when you handled
11: I, I'm sure we did. I'm, that, but I'm sort of surprised that I don't have any recollection it. of it.
1: I was certainly here. <laughs> so, um, so, we could look at 20 year borrowing for. Um, some, you know, some road projects and things like that. Um, for, for this building, for example, if we were borrowed directly for it, um, we would have to go to a referendum for that under state law. But you, you could sort of do the equivalent of that amount of borrowing and things that, you know, like roads and things like that mm-hmm. if you wanted to get to the same level. So those are things to kind of think about to, because they do smooth that debt service hit, the drag-in hit on some of these larger projects.
11: To answer you your question, yeah, that okay. was very helpful. Thank any you. Other any
0: other questions for engineering?
7: Clarification.
0: So, you
2: said you would just use the example of MMB. We would need to go to referenda. if we like did the same as what we did for the library. Is that what you meant? Would yep. then trigger?
1: Yeah. So under state law, there are it sort of works as you have to if you do any if you do a bond you have to do a referendum. And then they have now listed a whole series of exemptions, which they probably have added over the last, you know, 50 plus years. So things like band shells and swimming pools have been exempt, um, but uh, libraries are exempt under that, road projects, borrowing for economic development, hospitals, uh, those to name a few. Um, but administrative buildings uh, aren't, don't, do not have an explicit exemption.
0: Any specific questions for engineering? You guys, uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate your um, help in understanding this. Any other questions for Dave? No? Okay. That brings us to our next meeting. Um, Dave or Laura, could you? Let us know what we'll be discussing at our next meeting. So the next yeah.
1: meeting is June 30th, I believe it's, right. Uh, so a week from tomorrow we're here in this room, and it's, um, right, so planning, community and economic development, and um, and streets. And so part of that will obviously be public market and some of those you know, projects to interact.
0: So quite possibly a longer meeting.
1: Quite possibly, there's a lot of projects in here you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so this is this is not on the business,
8: it's off the business. Yep. So we'll have to adjourn. We'll
0: have to adjourn if we're completed with the business. Oh. Further questions? Perfect. Could I have a motion to adjourn? Oh, I'm sorry, Albert No, I was offering a
4: motion Oh, you were offering to
0: adjourn.
8: <laughs> Can I have a second? No, I, I wanted this to go on the record. Oh, yeah. yes. Um. Uh, I'm a lifelong um, AME African Methodist Episcopal, and I want to stop and share in solidarity to the nine individuals and even the tenth person who um, uh, uh, came into a church, um, sat in Bible study, uh, prayed with a group of congregations, and then stood up and shot nine of them. And um, I wanted to ask if uh, this body would just pause for a moment of silence and solidarity um, for the pain, not just for the families of the nine, but also the family of the one who's experiencing that as well. If that's in order, I'd like to ask that. I don't know the process, but I wanted to ask
0: it. I think that's enough. Thank you, Alder McKinney. Can I have a motion to adjourn?
4: Move.
0: A second. Second. All those in favor?
4: Aye. Aye.
10: Opposed? We're adjourned.